0: Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Your Parenting Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bamford. Um, as always, with me is no one, because I do this show by myself. And I thought about having a regular co-host, but that would require some kind of you know regular commitment to a certain time slot. And I think we all know that's just not going to happen with me. Because I can barely keep consistent with, you know, the shows that I do. What's that noise? Is that the dog? dog coming back inside of one of her many outside breaks. Thankfully, she's, for the most part, housebroken. And uh, her vulva are doing fine. Thank you for those concerned. But we did the other day, so I got I got lulled into a, a false sense of security, because I uh, there was one night that I forgot to put the dog in the crate, and a couple times throughout the night she would go and just kind of smack her face into the blinds that hang down in front of the the sliding glass door, um, and that would wake me up and I would let her outside. So like three nights in a row she was not in the crate, she woke me up, you know she she peed outside. Everything was great. Of course it's on the fourth day that she just decides to not wake me up. Then uh and my poor child comes out, you know, steps in like this giant puddle of pee all over the kitchen floor. You know, which I had to then you know, soak up with it, you know, try and find the, you know, this the first towel I could to soak up as much as I could. Threw that in the washer. Okay, I'm gonna wash that. Completely forgot about the towel till What, the next day? When I went to put actual laundry in there and I opened it up and it had been sitting in there fermenting and I got a fucking face full of, you know, hot piss air. It was great. But uh, aside from that... And then forgetting to, you know, pick up all of her shit out there. Yeah, it's like I almost... You know, envy the people that have the little tiny dogs. You know, that's how Zara was at first. and That's her name, Zara. I guess it's named after a clothing store. I don't even know where it came from. I don't even know if I mentioned the dog's name. We had a list of of names that uh, mostly my wife had picked. I didn't really care one way or the other, as long as it didn't sound stupid. But uh, I don't even know how Zara got on there. And I know my wife wanted—I want to say—Lexi was her favorite, and uh, something girly. But like I said, I didn't care either way. You know, she, we got to narrow down to like ten names, and I said, "Okay, all, any of these are fine." Uh, so we kind of read them out loud to the kids. And I don't even remember putting Zara on the list, but that was the one they both liked, so she got outvoted. But when she was little, you know, she would leave these little like, you know, macaroni noodle poops out of the yard. There's like, most of the time, you wouldn't even be able to find them. They'd be so small. But now, you know, she leaves these fucking turd bananas all over the yard. And they seem to stay moist so much longer, even in the, you know, fucking 90-degree Florida heat. But, on to other things, because my, like always, my subject matters all over the place. Um... We do have our first broken bone with the kids. Or I guess it'd be two bones, because it was the radius and the ulna. It was Grayson when he was at school. And uh, it was on the monkey bars. And oddly enough, when I was eight, I broke my arm on the monkey bars. Same arm, almost in the same spot. Probably doing the same shit. Yeah, my wife, you know, got the call. Because finally, after almost a year, the school has made my wife the primary contacts person. Because I was just yeah you know, at the time, you know, before I started my new job, my old job. Not only were they super strict on cell phones, but they also there was almost zero signal in the building. So they would try to call for whatever reason, you know, let you know they're going to change the bus routes or whatever it was. And I just wouldn't get the call, but they, they called my wife, um, and bless her heart, she had just like she was gonna make this, uh, this meal. I forget who was supposed to come over. I know that my my brother was staying with us for like a week and a half. She had set everything. It was only like around lunchtime, but she had already just had everything dinner table set, the cookware out. So just all she had to do was just basically just throw the food in the pots and they'd be good to go. But the school called her, um, the school nurse, and she said, "Oh, we think Grayson broke his arm." Now I guess they're, according to their rules, they're not allowed to say. Um, you know, your child broke his arm because like this that's technically a, a doctor's diagnosis. So I told my wife, I was like, you know, she called, to let me know the situation. Um... I said, okay, just go down there and see how bad it is. And Then if it's, you know, if, it, if his arm was just, it looked fine, you know, so you know I take him to the urgent care, give him an x-ray. Um, yeah, but then she calls me and she says, no, we're going to have to take him to the emergency room. So I said, okay, you know, come pick me up at work. You know, that way we can all just go in the same car. You know, my, thankfully, my um, you know, supervisor, you know, is very understanding. Um, But as soon as I got in the van and I saw his arm, it was, like, just above his wrist, like, very obviously broken. (laughs) Like, it's, you know, has, like, a a, a kink right in the middle. You know, where it's, like, it's hard to describe where it's, like, because certain angles made it look worse than others. But it's, like, you look at it and it's, like, that's a fucking broken arm. (laughs) And, you know, this poor kid was just inconsolable. He had it resting on a, a pile of books in his lap. Which, uh, as an aside, a little brief tangent, uh, me and my wife got sick of the kids fighting over the toys in the car. Um, I mean, they could could each have the same toy, and they would just fight over it, you know, regardless. So I decided, you know, we could take all the toys out of the car, got one of those little Dollar Tree, you know, like cubby bins, those little fold-out bins, and just put a bunch of books in there, and that sits in between their car seats. So now it's like, no to- no more toys in the car. We took out every fucking... Even if it's like a Happy Meal toy, we took it out. And I said, you guys can read books. And, uh, you know, if it gets too dark or whatever, then I'll put on some music or something. We can, you know, all sing some annoying Disney songs. We just, we got sick of it. But, you know, those were the books that Grayson had on his lap just to rest his arm on. And he was just... Uh, yeah, I felt so bad. As soon as I saw it, I said out loud, "I was like, oh, that's definitely broken," and I guess he didn't really have that kind of diagnosis in his head. So to his six-year-old mind, it was like the end of the world. And I felt so bad. As soon as I said it, he just he lost it. He was already crying. Um, yeah, it was it was rough. And then, uh, yeah, we all get to the ER, and it's a. Uh, You know, it's me and Cynthia and the three kids and my autistic brother. You all come, you know, rolling into the ER. I had Grayson put him in a wheelchair. Even the nurse, she comes around to the desk to take a look. As soon as she saw him, I was like, oh, man, that's broken. (laughs) So it's like, thankfully, they didn't make us wait. They took us right back. But, I mean, it was the whole fucking circus. Everybody was there. You know, once, you know, Grayson was stable... Yeah, I just say you know what, let me just, you know, because both of us wanted to stay with him, but, you know, we knew we couldn't just keep everybody there, because, like, the you know, my brother was restless, the kids were restless, so I was, you know what, let me just take everybody home, you know, Cynthia couldn't let me know, you know, what's going on, and then the doctor, the ER doctor, was so pissed, not at us, really, but just at the situation, because he said... He's like, oh, these monkey bars are so dangerous. You know, they've got to take them off of these playgrounds. He's like, last week I had four fractures of these kids, all of them from monkey bars. And I mean, you think... Like, to me, they don't even seem that fun. It just seems like fucking work. Like, if they, if they have those same equipment in, like, Marine Corps boot camp, it's like, I don't want them on the playground. You know, it's like, there's plenty of other ways they get hurt that are at least fun, like the slide. But, uh, you know, so I took everyone else home. Well, first I had to take an Uber back to my job to get the other car and then bring that to the hospital because I figured Cynthia, you know, they would, they would reduce this fracture. You know, it's basically where they straighten it out. And then, you know, she'd be able to, you know, they cast it up. She'd be able to, you know, take him home in a few hours and then we'd just follow up with the ortho. Um, so I did that. That way I can take everyone else in the van back to the house and... Make um, some epic pasta, just saying. You know, some ground beef, a little salt and pepper, a little garlic, liberal amount of bacon, some Parmesan. I'll sort you right out. But, uh, you know, so then my wife calls me. She was like, oh, they're going to transport us to the children's hospital. Because, they, you know, they tried in the ER to reduce it. You know, it didn't work. And this poor kid, I mean, he has to go under... Sorry, puberty there for a second. Um, He had to go under anesthesia, you know, for these. So he's already been, you know, put under once. They bring him to um, a children's hospital. uh, Called Nemours, for those of you who are not in central Florida. Um, You know, they, they bring him there. They try again. Second time, they can't do it. You know, they try, they get it almost. And then they say, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, they don't want to aggravate it any further. They say, you know, they're going to send him home. This is like 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night, something like that. Yeah, he's been put under anesthesia a second time. Um, you know, so they gave him kind of a, you know, it's, it's a regular cast, but they, with the intention of, you know, them cutting it off the next day. Because they just say, listen, just come back. <laughs> you know, the following afternoon, you know, check into the ER, you know, we'll have, you know, there's basically, he had an appointment in the ER. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like the ortho doctor was going to meet us there, you know, the same doctor from before, you know, was going to meet us in the ER. I guess they had, you know, bigger rooms for that kind of thing where they didn't need to use like an OR. But they almost did because I went up there for that one. You know, I took him uh, you know, up to the hospital and he was, he was, poor kid was so hungry because he had to be fasting for the anesthesia. And I kept telling him, I was like, oh, you know, when we're done, I'll get you a happy meal. You know, don't worry about it. And, you know, they had to put him under a third time, which is hard to see when it's your own, your own child. It um, doesn't mean their eyes are open, so it's a little creepy. But they just have that kind of dead look, like if you didn't see the chest rising and falling. You know, it is, it is hard to watch... Um, and then the doctor kind of let me know this time He was like, this is our last attempt And he's like, if we can't get it Then uh, we're just going to take him right to surgery So that's you know, not something any parent wants to hear but I mean, Everybody there was Was pretty great With the exception of getting in there Now The staff in the ER And the ortho staff yeah, X-ray, CT, they were all great but I, when I first, they told me, you know, park on the ER side, check in through the ER. And then, uh, you know, they'll get you registered, and then you'll be good to go. So I go there, and, you know, I get the ER nurses. Oh, they got to register. No problem. We like the triage nurse out front. And then the security guard, this big fucking blob, a you know, bucket of man tits, It's like, oh, they got to go up to the fifth floor, to the ortho clinic to get registered there. It's like, okay, fine. You know, we go up there. Even though the ER nurse is saying, no, they're having the thing down here, you know, he's insistent. He just doesn't want anybody to, you know, be in his fucking airspace, his orbit. So, you know, we go up there. They, of course, have no idea what I'm doing up there. Can't even find Grayson in the system. Um... You know, I've signed their little fucking clipboard, you know, and all this takes time. I mean, we arrived an hour early just to avoid all of this bullshit. But, uh, I mean, and Grayson the whole time was just chill. He'd never asked for pain meds, never complained about his arm. Was just sitting there, you know, playing Pokemon Go. Um, which he's about got me hooked on. Which we'll talk about in a bit but uh, then you know, from the fifth floor they said oh no now you got to go down to the second floor because that's where the surgical unit is even though he's not having surgery but that's where they send me anyway and I, I i end up at like four different places i'm finally at this desk i couldn't even tell you what floor it was on and then she's like sir you need to sign into the thing i said i'm not signing into another clipboard i was like i've been given the runarounds in this whole fucking hospital. You know, somebody needs to figure out what's going on and where we need to be. And it's like I held up the line for a good 20 minutes. I didn't give a shit. I wouldn't let anyone else sign in. They had appointments. I wouldn't let anyone else even talk to this lady. I said, no, you're going to take care of me right now. It's like my son sitting over there with a still broken arm. And I was like, we came here to get a fix and you're preventing that. Gloria. I mean, if it wasn't for Grayson, like, if this was happening, like, if I was the one having this thing done, like, we probably would have ended up on the news. But because he was there, he was so calm and chill, he kept me, well, calmer. I mean, I was definitely not calm and chill, but I was not, you know, screaming in this lady's face like I wanted to. But, you know... Once we got, they figured out where we need to go, which was back to the first fucking floor where I started. Oh, man. I was hoping to see that same piece of shit security guard. Fucking rotund guy's, like, neck was so fat, like, his whole upper body looked like a thumb. <sighs> Driving me crazy. Can't stand that shit. It's, like, being, it, like, just irritating just to be irritating. But once we got to the ER, everybody was great. Um, They reduced it finally. I mean, and they put it back so perfect. You know, I had a hard time seeing where the break was. And you should have seen the before x-ray that he showed me. I mean, it was, you know, the ulna had this compression fracture where it looked kind of crinkled like a soda can. Um but then the radius had just kind of snapped and then displaced where the two pieces were kinda of next to each other. And that was the one they were having such a hard time with. But when he put it back, I mean it looked it looks brand new. I mean, so he was I could tell he was proud of himself. Yeah, the way he was talking, kinda of patted himself on the back a little bit. But hey man, more power to you. Because so that was that was a good fix. Um so yeah then they, and then of course they didn't want it to rotate his arm so now he has, this poor kid has the cast up to his almost his shoulder that keeps his arm bent and I'm sure that's not comfortable he's already talking about how itchy it is they gave us a bunch of umbrella bags to you know cover it so he can you know take a bath which I mean even then it's, it's difficult because I'm so paranoid because they were like stressing 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 it's like listen um you know, don't, you know, get this wet under any circumstance. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's still never once has asked for pain medication. He's never said that it hurts. I ask him all the time how he's feeling. He had to do these little hand exercises where he would kind of point his hand up to the ceiling and, like, make fists over and over. Because that was their main concern, I guess, was, was you know, the swelling coming back. Um, but yeah, so that's been our you know, most recent adventure And I always figured it'd be Logan That would break the first bone I mean, he's, he's kind of the daredevil in the family he's, he's the one He's the reason we had baby gates You know, by the stairs Like, even when he was old enough to understand the stairs Like, he just has, you know, no sense of danger You know, he's the one that's gonna run through the parking lot and just not look anywhere he's fucking going. So I was kind of surprised that it was Grayson to break the first bone. Um, you know, Grayson, you know, is just as active and likes to play, but he just he kind of has like I don't want to say a fear of the world, but he has a little, he's a little more cautious. You know, as opposed to like you know jumping off of things and. let's uh, so that's been that's been our fun, you know, last few days because I was gonna record this episode last. Thursday I had originally planned for, but um, then it was Wednesday afternoon that he he broke his arm, um, and I think he was more upset that he had to miss that Friday of school, uh, that Thursday and Friday of school, that like he kept saying it was one of his, his friend's birthday at school, he's like, oh, but I'm going to miss the cupcakes, and it's like, you know, I wish we could trade problems. <laughs> So let's trade, you know, things that we fucking worry about. But I wouldn't ever put that on him. You know, sometimes he'll say things like, oh, when I'm a grown-up, I want to, you know, have a phone so I can play Pokemon Go whenever I want. And it's like, you know, you stay a kid for as long as you can. I mean, we'll talk about the Pokemon. We'll, We'll revisit the screen time that I've talked about previously. Uh, we still regulate it. You know, maybe we're a little more liberal because now that we, we had a Nintendo 64, which if you want to, and I'm all about video games, getting kids into video games. You know, it can give them all kinds of social skills, improve hand-eye coordination. You know, There's lots of benefits to learning video games. You know, of course, you do have to you know, regulate it. Don't you know, let them get addicted to it. Because believe me, it can happen because I was addicted to video games. Not like in a, you know, sell my shit to get a fix, you know, like it is with heroin. I mean, you know, they, uh, I mean, I mean, is any decent parent, I think, knows to just limit the screen time, you know, don't take it away completely because then they're just unprepared for the world, I think, but, you know, but we, and I recommend, you know, if you're getting your kids into video games, look on eBay, Amazon, get yourself a Nintendo 64, because those things can take a fucking beating. I mean, yeah, the graphics are, are shitty and all that compared to now. but I mean, they've yanked this thing off the TV stand. I don't know how many times it smashed into the floor. They've yanked the cords out. The dogs walked on it. And the thing still works perfectly. Um, but we also just bought... Uh, my wife found... Um, I don't know where she found it with um, the SNES classic, the Super Nintendo, the little mini one that has, like, the 20-something games on it. Downloaded. And these are the good games. Star Fox 1 and 2, Super Mario World 1 and 2, a couple of Kirby games, Castlevania, I think a couple of Castlevanias, one of the Mega Mans. I mean, these are, like, the games that, that I grew up with. Um, so, of course, you know, the kids were all about, you know, playing... You know, Kirby and stuff here and there. but when they went to bed, me and my wife were playing Super Mario World. And doing fucking terrible. It's like, I can play, you know, Call of Duty and like, put a sniper bullet in someone's head from like a mile away in the game, like through two car windows. But it's like, I can't jump over a fucking turtle. Goddamn Mario. And I can't figure out how to work the stupid cape. Super Mario World and it's like where he used to be the raccoon tail now it's a little cape I can make him do a little spinny move and I can try to get him you know a good running start but he just does like one little jump and comes back down I can't figure it out makes me feel like an idiot same thing with uh, Pokemon Go it's uh, now Grayson that's his his main his main jam his main doodle stain is Pokemon and I've learned more about Pokemon than I ever thought I would Like, some people can name, you know, all of the presidents in order. It's like, I can name probably at least 50 Pokemon. But I know there's like 500 of those things. Um, But if you're not familiar with the game, it's a... How would they describe that? Augmented reality game? Where, you know, you walk around, you know, your neighborhood or wherever. It doesn't have to be your neighborhood. Because my neighborhood doesn't have shit. Because I still have it under construction. But you go out in the world and you catch these Pokemon, and it took me a long time to figure out that you got to spin the little balls around on the screen and then fling it. People that know the game, you know what I'm talking about. And you get these little um, little Pokemon stops where you can refresh your supplies, and you can go to the, the gyms where you can battle other Pokemon. It's a cute, it's a, it's a cute game, and it's something me and Grayson can do, and it's pretty fun. Um, but I'm almost glad. At the moment, that our neighborhood is so devoid of Pokemon, because it has one less thing he's asking for at the house. Because it's like you know, we're in the car like most time in the. I mean, I'm not gonna use my phone in the car anyway. Usually, if I am, if I'm by myself, I'm listening to a podcast or music. So it's like you know, if I have him in the car, I'll just let him, you know, catch Pokemon while we're driving. But to see, and I've, yeah, and I'm by no means. A perfect parent. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to let him eat junk food occasionally. I'm going to let him play video games. But it's like, you see those those Instagram moms. And yeah, sorry, ladies, it's mostly moms. <coughs> that, you know, put up these these posts to make it look like they're these perfect angelic saints of parents. That, you know, have everything handled. You know, don't have a care in the world. The kids are perfectly behaved, and it's like, we all know you're full of shit. It's like to the parents that say, Oh, my kid never throws tantrums, they never misbehave. You know, and I, and I get it. You know, some of it's me. You know, I finally come to terms with, you know, I have a pretty severe anger problem. Now, granted, some of it is them, don't get me wrong. I'm not just coming home and blowing up at the kids when they're sitting there coloring. You know, it does require a trigger. Which I hate that word. We should just say, you know, like, I have a short temper. That's how we said it growing up. Or a short fuse, and the kids are the ones that lit that very short fuse. And that's something I'm working on. I get it. I overreact. I'll raise my voice. Sometimes, uh, yeah, but sometimes they earn it. Oh man! And it's like I have this scenario. It's like okay, they're all going to be in therapy when they're older. And it's like, how come you guys are always scared of your dad? It's like, oh, he was always screaming. And then after a year of therapy, they're gonna therapist is gonna realize, oh, that's because you didn't listen to him at all until he was screaming in your face. Period. But it isn't always like that. And I know that, you know, they get distracted. And I, I get distracted. And it's funny because Cynthia even pointed it out last night. Like sometimes I'll be like in, in a doorway walking through a room and something will be on TV that'll catch my attention. And I'll just be fucking standing there. Just staring at it. Like your know, episode of Criminal Minds, they'll say something interesting all of a sudden, and I'll just be staring at it for a couple of minutes, and then she'll snap me out of it. And then it's like what it happens to the kids. You know, instead of trying to just pull their attention away, I just I get upset. You know, I'm really trying not to be that guy. I don't want to be the the screaming dead all the time. Yes, but that's something I'm working on. Over, they can work on You know Finishing their dinner In under two hours That'd be nice um, I'll give you a couple of recommendations I do have a, a, a brief Listener story That was sent in Of course now that I Last time I tried to read it And of course uh, Yeah my fucking email Let me get back to it here. Alright, this is a story from a listener. I'm here in Florida. Um, So yesterday we took all three kids to Target. and I gave them a $20 budget to pick out a toy as a reward for good report card grades. Which, that's nice. I don't know if I've mentioned before that uh, we stopped buying Grayson toys. And then we let him earn money to buy his own toys. Now that he kind of understands how money works. But we'll still... You know, give him a surprise, you know, for good behavior. You know, little rewards here and there. And obviously the birthday and Christmas, but, um... Anyway, um, you know, one child chooses a mystery bag toy, one chooses a book, and then the youngest chose a gigantic stuffed chicken. Uh, for size references, chicken is as tall as said child while sitting, and three times as wide. Flash forward to this morning, I'm getting him ready for school when the bus pulls up. <laughs> Uh, He proceeds to grab his chicken named Wendy and tries to take her out the front door and onto the bus. Uh, Cue the meltdown. A 10-minute argument then took place over why Wendy cannot go to school. I had to read to homeschool Wendy today so she can get an education. Good times. Um, And I asked in reply um, if the child came up with the name on his own. Because kids will come up with weird names for stuff. It's like Grayson has a bear named Peterson. That he just, one day, years ago, he just we, used, we were just calling it bear, and he just said, "I think Peterson is a perfect name for the bear." That's fair enough. And then she had replied, um, "He certainly came up with a name." When I asked him what her name was, he looked at me like I was an idiot and said, "Her name is Wendy." <laughs> I got the same look when I asked what she liked to eat and how old she is and apparently she eats eels and birds and her food of choice as her food of choice and she is 72 years old. Fantastic submission. I always love uh, you know goofy kid shit like that because sometimes you try to explain it to people that don't have kids and they just don't understand why some of that stuff's so funny or ridiculous. There will be like, oh, okay, a 72-year-old chicken. What's the next part? They just they don't, they don't get it. And sometimes kids are crazy like that. But uh, let me see. I do have a couple of recommendations. I know I didn't have them last time. Uh, for a movie, I'm going to recommend um, The Avengers. I have to. Usually, I try to go something a little more obscure. But uh, The Avengers Endgame movie was... Uh, fucking awesome. I mean, I've been all about the superhero movies back since they did the X-Men. Now, the X-Men, you know, the, the movies weren't perfect. Um, but I've... X-Men was always my jam. That was always my main comic book that I liked. I liked the whole mutant thing. Um, I liked all the X-Men movies. I liked the, uh, the first class and the... You know the ones with uh, you know Sophie Turner and James McAvoy. I think he makes a great Xavier. But this Avengers movie was was really awesome. Um, currently, I mean, it's still you know the biggest movie of the year. Um, if you're gonna see it, I recommend getting to the theater an hour early. Because we had tickets ahead of time. I went with my brother. Uh, we already had our tickets. But you still have to go through the fucking lines so they can scan them and give you the little thingy that they tear. But uh, you know, our movie started at three o'clock. We went on a Sunday, and I knew it was gonna be gonna be nuts. So I mean, we tried to get there about an hour early, and then we got there about forty five minutes early. We had to park. You know, it, it was in this uh, it's like a mall type area, but we had to park on the other side because there's no parking. And then, you know, we still didn't get in until like three thirty. I mean, we missed all the previews in the first, say, five minutes of the movie. Uh, but it was, it was worth it. It doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. Everybody's putting all the memes about bringing a catheter or a diaper or whatever, just pissing yourself because it's so long. But it really went by quick. I mean, it, really, it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. Um, but it was uh, really awesome, so I definitely recommend that. Uh, the end of the book I'm going to recommend this week... Is Jurassic Park?" I'm talking about the original book that the original movie was made from uh, Michael Crichton, Crichton Crichton." I always say Crichton. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. But I remember reading this book when it, it first came out. I could barely understand it because I was, you know a kid. I tried to read it when I was a little bit older. You know I kind of got it, you know as a teenager, uh, but I've you know gone back and read it recently and uh it is it is still a good one i mean granted it's it's pretty nineties as far as like the technology and stuff they talk about but uh I don't know it just the story still holds up it's still it's still very tense, it's still very visceral you can the way he writes about um, you know like the dinosaurs and then like the tension of when the you know the power goes out in the park and the dinosaurs are loose, and it's just. Like he writes it well enough where it's like you can feel like you keep peeking out your window expecting to see a fucking Velociraptor. But yeah, the original Jurassic Park, I think he made a couple of sequels. Um, As far as I don't have a podcast recommendation this week, I'm trying to get into some new shows, trying to branch out a little bit. Uh, So I'll just recommend the, uh, the Pokemon Go. You know, it's a genderless fun, you know, boys and girls can have fun catching the things. You know, and you can learn about, you know, and sometimes they'll have little events. You know, if there's, like, local parks and stuff near you, they'll have little events where there's a whole bunch of Pokemon and these little Pokemon stops. So it's just, I don't know, it's a fun game. Uh, As far as the product, recently what I've been all about is I got a, a backpack. It was my kind of present to myself with the tax return money. Not that it was, like, crazy amount of money, but I bought myself a Swiss bag. I've had a couple of backpacks that I liked, but they just, they kept falling apart, you know, because they were cheaper bags. Um, you know, if I told Cynthia, I was like, listen, I need to just splurge, I need to just get the bag that I want, you know, the one that's going to, you know, be getting the last, um, you know, because I use it for work, it gets tossed around in the car. You know, I usually don't put too much in there, it's not like, you know, I'm packing like a parachute in there, but, uh. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend. I mean, in in the Swiss gear company, you know they make so many different models. I'm you know, there's one one for everybody. Definitely worth the money. I think I paid sixty for mine. Uh, way more than I would ever wanted to pay for a backpack, but it's you know so far I think it's paid for itself. Just because I mean it takes a beating. I mean it's damn near bulletproof. You know, plenty of pockets and compartments, and know yeah, you can but you can buy some if you're not into all the extra pockets like me. You can find some with just like the, you know, one big pocket, one little pocket, and that's it. That's, uh, that's my recommendation on that. You know, check them out. Um, I, I think I got mine. It's, I want to say Target? Not 100%. I know I didn't order offline, offline, off the internet. That's how people say that. But uh, thank you for listening to my rambling this week. Um uh, I will try to get back to you next week. Um, but like I said, we know I'm not going to have an accurate timeline, but you know, roughly a week, I'll talk to you guys again. feel free to send uh, any funny parenting stories to your parenting podcast at gmail.com, any parenting hacks, life hacks, kid tips, you know anything like that, or even just a funny story about your own life. We love to hear it here at the uh, your parenting podcast Empire. Um, Until next time, I will talk to you again.